We're looking to the skies on this episode of We're No Damn Experts. We're talking stargazing with two members of the Great Falls Astronomy Club. Coming up. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. I'm Shannon Newth. And And we're we're No Damn Damn Experts. Experts. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. I mean, it's not going to be Valentine's Day when you're listening to this, but... No. But it is right now. It's um, cheery. And I'll go on record for the first time, because I think it's the first time we're ever recording on Valentine's Day. Okay. I hate the holiday. Yeah, we've (laughs) discussed... Peter and I were discussing this earlier about just... The holiday itself. So tell yeah. me, who is Peter? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so glad you asked. Peter is one of our lovely guests sitting here today, along with Rod. Welcome to both of you. Hi. Hello. Welcome, Hi. Peter and Rod. Hello, hello. What Hi. did we lure you here under the guise of? Like, what did? <laughs> what do you think you're? T- what are we doing with you today? I heard there was free water. Oh, so isn't that well, nice? We've already, we've already followed through on that <laughs> promise. Check, yeah, check that box. <laughs> it's cloudy. We have nothing better to do. Oh, yes, that makes sense. It's getting it? progressively less cloudy. Yeah. I think, though. Yeah, it's getting better. Hopefully, it's the first blue sky I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it so is nice. We're jonesing for people <laughs> like you. Get really excited about um, you know clear skies and night. <laughs> The nighttime. Yeah. Yes. Are you, because not you vampires. are either part of or founders of the of Great Falls Astronomy. Did I get that right? Close. Yeah. Yes. Here's a, here's, it's all right to tell me first, I'm wrong. Here's our first story. <laughs> Perfect. First story. Fantastic. Yeah, tell us. Tell us <laughs> what Take the deal away, is. Rod. Uh, so I got my first telescope. I've so. Backstory, I've always been like a big fan of the stars, right? Like, okay. Since like Star Wars 1977, mm. you know, so, yeah. so for my whole life. So this life, is a long time. So this really is inspired. like a, a life that, that I didn't know it until like <laughs> like examining my life over, you know. <laughs> you're like, you <laughs> like, sad as, as you do I when you're in your mid to late 40s. <laughs> um, so I was like, I got my first telescope uh, for Christmas. Yeah. And uh, it was super, it was super cool. I was like, hey, this is really cool. And. And, and I can actually see things in the the sky now, and uh, <laughs> so I started like wondering. Well, I wonder. Where we live in Montana. There's got to be tons of people just with this exact same telescope. I can go hang out with. And we can go look at the stars together. They can tell me what I'm doing wrong. And, you know, teach me how to find things because it's you know pretty big sky. It's a big sky. Yeah. And uh, how do you twelve find- years old when you thought this. No, no, this is just like a <laughs> year ago. A year ago. Okay. We're really, this is yeah, a yeah. long so, uh, build up. Yeah. yeah we're, we're past the, the pre story. Okay. Uh, so uh, I was like, so I went on the internet, as you do, mm-hmm. looking for a club or an organization or something. And, and much to my um, um, disappointment, 
That's a good word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there wasn't one. That, and I was like, this can't be true. So mm. more digging. And I've, I've come to learn that there was a group called the Central Montana Astronomical Society. That's a mouthful. Th- and they've been around since the 90s. But uh, unfortunately, as many things did, uh, COVID um, mm. got rid of them. Thanks, and, China. No. Yeah, thanks, China. And uh, so they they disbanded, and no one had ever like resurrected it. So I'm like, huh. I'm going to resurrect it because <laughs> I want people right. to hang out with. If you don't, who's going to? <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. So uh, the Facebook page was started. Uh, I met Peter at some point, and he was on board. And uh, he also a, a much more uh, uh, traveled, uh, you know, astronomer than I am so much more experienced than I did so um he took me under his wing a little bit we went out a couple uh, I our first uh, star party it was just me and him and he has got some cool scopes and he showed me all his toys and I showed you my <laughs> my cheapy little little pawn shop uh, telescope <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah a, a a hobby was born did uh Peter make fun of your telescope? No, he was very oh. nice. Oh, well, that was nice but of him. He, yeah. he was also very proud of his telescopes <laughs> yeah. as well. So, <laughs> so he took the focus off of mine and, and, and well, look, it at, look at this fine <laughs> That was a nice yeah. way of redirecting. Yeah, yeah. Re- yeah. a nice mm-hmm. redirect to, to his nicer This is nicer probably equipment. why I don't have friends, because I would have just made fun of your telescope yeah. and, <laughs> and then said, well, you got crap, so you can't use mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't have friends. So I'm glad there are nicer people in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and just by the very nature of, of a very uh, nerdy, dorky hobby, we're all full of you know, antisocial uh, pe- people who don't like to talk to each other, which is great for a group. Maybe that's why there wasn't a club. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so that, that's why we have to plan and plan and organize and organize just to get like one night where Draw everybody comes in and, and we can all gather our equipment and look at the stars. So. Uh, it has slowly grown uh, to uh, the Facebook page is up to like 450 people now. Nice. I think. Yep. So, so uh, yeah, holy moly! Yeah, and we so haven't even been around for a year yet. We've gotten that's this great. response. So uh, and we we as as time got on, we we started to collect some of the members of the old group. So we have their okay. kind of brain power to you know all their experience of oh, r- how, nice. how to run the old group because mm-hmm. they were like everywhere. They were in. The Wednesday envelopes, and they were in. Oh wow! They were just everywhere. They were in the community. They, um, it told me a cool story about how they got a grant for the, uh, um, the uh, Lewis and Clark Interpretive Museum, yeah. and it got the those lights, those the the lights in the uh, oh thing yeah. there. They're special yeah. lights. You can turn them on and off, and they are directed towards the ground and not towards the sky uh-huh. so so as to prevent uh, light pollution. Which so is my assumption is, is this is the area next to the interpretive center, the amphitheater mm-hmm. area? I think it's the entire, I think it's the entire facility. The, oh. a, 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 the entire parking lot it can be turned off in, in the event of a well, start handy. party. Oh, so, look at that. Yeah. So that those are some really of the cool well. things that they used to do was like they, they would have like, hundreds of people i guess yeah. like these starter parties and i remember was, seeing like events yeah. online about mm-hmm. them i have yet to i didn't get to make it we out used to, to one, have but a I team remember. member that said that they were really cool and yeah, yeah. and i said really <laughs> she's like yeah yeah um yeah. so yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's 
so now your job is to convince Rebecca that it would be cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's neat. Yeah. Like, I think space is neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate trying to look through a telescope oh. or, like, a spotting scope or anything. What is it you hate about it? Like, my eye. Like, yeah. I hate my physical <laughs> eye's ability to look because yeah. it starts twitching and yeah. It's hard to fidgeting. keep, like, Like, it's my whole focus. personality, it, I think. It's, it's, it's a technique for sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah to get, how, okay, how do you quick explanation how do you like make it your eye not so like twitchy i think just practice okay uh, (laughs) yeah be born um, better yeah Yeah. you gotta walk you gotta walk away and give your eyes a break okay every now and then Mm -hmm. that's always good yeah Um, but also i use i have a technology now where i i don't look through the telescope or i do but i do that just to find my target then I put a camera on it, and ah. it feeds into my uh, computer so I can stare at it on screen. That's easy. And then from there, easier. I can project it onto a bigger screen, like a computer screen, that I face toward the audience, and I can tell people, this is Jupiter right now. Ah. See, you need, like, you need Oh, screens. I see what you mean a lot. <laughs> A lot more equipment over on yeah, that yeah. side so, of the table. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the equipment uh, is a, it's a deep, deep rabbit hole of a very, it's very expensive, yeah. very deep hole <laughs> of uh, astro astronomy that's, equipment. Mm, that's yeah. got to be cool. I could get on board with a star <laughs> party that didn't make me squinting and angling, trying to get the right perspective. And mm-hmm. I think I think that would be easier for yeah. me. It is fun. It's, it's cool to learn what's up there because like mm. sure, sure you can see stars and. Maybe the occasional, you know, like uh, a comet or, or you know, gigantic asteroid heading towards. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, that'd um, be good to see. But yeah. there's a lot. There's so many things out there, and like, are you gonna I, help save humanity if an I asteroid's so. coming <laughs> towards us? Are you, you gonna be know, like, that happens. hey, all, that, let's that, head out? And it happened to uh, happens. Russia uh, about ten years ago. An asteroid oh. actually hit and knocked. Nobody died, but it knocked out a lot of the uh, equipment. Wow. But when it comes to asteroids. That's, I mean, that's helpful, I guess, to see Sorry. it coming. Yeah. Oh, you're fine. But, like, uh, I think maybe we're going to talk about the same thing right now, but, like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, what's the word? <laughs> yeah, we're going to say ums and ahs. What's the word I'm trying to think of? Um, we're not the ones no. to ask that. <laughs> Planet? Um, star? When it comes to asteroids yeah, and comets, when it comes to asteroids and comets, uh, think about this. If an asteroid hit us, we wouldn't know it. Yeah, we wouldn't know. It would just a be thing. done. Then people say, uh, "Well, what happens if an asteroid hits?" Well, we saw that in Jupiter uh, over t- oh. about 15 years ago. You guys might have heard about it. It was a Shoemaker Levy Nine. It was a massive asteroid, 23 miles wide. Is that is that shattered. the name of it? The Shoemaker, yeah. or is that a dis- Shoemaker, like a so category? Okay. Shoemaker I love Levy. that you think we've heard of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm particularly sorry, sorry. me. It was in um, the news. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's that, right. Shannon's area. Before we yeah, yeah. just real quick, before we <laughs> pressed record on this, you're we talking with Peter, and I was like, oh yeah, I know. You know, we were talking about the Kellys, the astronaut, and you were like. I'm shocked you know that. And I was like, well, it was in the news <laughs> when I was in the news. So, yeah. Anyway, but, uh, Shoemaker. Levy, Shoemaker Levy 9, based kay. on the people that found it. Okay. Uh, but uh, it uh, shadowed outside of Jupiter, which happens quite often. Jupiter hmm. consumes asteroids and comets continuously. It's actually it's actually why we don't get hit very often. Well, thanks, Jupiter. So, like, Jupiter. they're shielding yeah. us. Yeah. But it broke into yeah. 23 pieces. Each piece was about a mile wide. And over the oh course gosh. of a week, they... Hit Jupiter, and it actually changed the face of Jupiter for about a month. Oh my gosh! Twenty-three miles. These little rocks. Wow. So, but you said just for a month. What happened? Yeah, Did it grow back? They, uh, no, they uh, they hit the Earth. They hit the Jupiter, and it uh, had you could see the 
disruption in the clouds because Jupiter is extremely cloudy. And uh, <laughs> there's a after a while they did close up and you know correct it. But huh. those asteroid those asteroid pieces hit it. You know, only oh, a mile right. across. That just shows you the devastation of yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if we got hit, we probably wouldn't know it. I think right. I would know if I got hit by an asteroid. Well, yeah. you'd just be done so quickly <laughs> that you wouldn't well, know what happened. Well, you'd be like the dinosaurs going, what's that? <laughs> Is it a flaming yeah. ball of Bam. rock like the movies say? Is that what we're looking for for an asteroid? Depends on the size, I guess. But mm. yeah. they uh, we, get, uh, we get bombarded by asteroids every day. Lots of them. Really? Jupiter's yeah. not taking the hit for us on all of them? <laughs> not so all, not all, all of them. Just a tiny one. Yeah. But Jupiter does, Jupiter does change things like it was, uh, might have heard of uh, Hale Bob. Comment. I did hear about that yeah. one. There was a <laughs> cult attached to that one. <laughs> they figured out, they, they, yeah, they, they had an asteroid came around and it came around the sun, did a slingshot, went back out. But it went by <laughs> Jupiter. Catchy name. Uh -huh. <laughs> it went by Jupiter, and Jupiter actually changed its course. Wow. So you had it calculated, well, it's going to be like 6,000 years until it comes back. Oh, my god. Based on its speed and its trajectory, but Jupiter got its hands on it and changed the course of it, so now so it's So planets different. can change their course? Neptune brings a lot of them in. Neptune so brings a lot of so we can Earth we change Jupiter, its course? but we don't like Neptune. We can. <laughs> uh, they're all being drawn in by one source, and that's the sun. Right. But then you got Jupiter pulling on it. That's why a lot of comets will shatter outside of Mars. A lot of them will hmm. do that or before they reach the sun. Because Jupiter and Saturn, once you go past those planets, the gravity of the planet is still pulling on it. So you slow down. But then uh, usually they'll be in a tug of war with the sun and the Jupiter and it'll break them apart. Huh. And uh, yeah, wow. they'll be. And it, it happens quite often, actually. And you can actually, you can see this. We cannot Happen. see it. Okay, but I they was can, like, but they can that's see with a pretty the, powerful. <laughs> they can see that with the Hubble, actually. Peter can okay. see it. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. No. <laughs> actually, no, I can't. The Taps into Hubble and yeah. just looks <laughs> at it. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, uh, amateur astronomers, actually, they, they do occasionally detect um, incoming asteroids. For really? The forest. Yeah, because we're, you know, there's... And you give a moment, think of how many amateur astronomers are in the world looking up yeah. at the sky. So there's lots of eyes on the sky at all the times. That seems helpful. And uh, if you know what you're looking for, uh, you can actually detect, you know, a, you know, a, a field of static stars, and then one of those stars happens to be moving a little bit. Huh. Hey, that wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's uh, do some research and figure out where that is. And I think. Uh, and then that's where, like, you get the funny names of, of asteroids because they get named after the people that get to that discover uh -huh. them. So you that get these like, crazy, you know, crazy names that, uh, you know, doesn't make any sense. But it's yeah. just it's either the the uh, the astronomer that finds it or maybe the observatory mm -hmm. that finds it. That's where you get, get these crazy names. And so the, go oh, ahead. Um, I was gonna say that. Um, I think I lost my train of thought. There. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's Sorry. Rebecca's I do fault. that. Yeah. <laughs> So I've got it. I mean, this yep. is a this is a level of knowledge that I don't think just everybody has. No. How much time do you devote to this well, the, hobby? That that's kind of where I think you, uh, <laughs> Peter's face. your life a lifetime of <laughs> uh, Peter's thinking it's no longer a hobby. Just like thinking about space and and being a, a fan of space and just le letting your passions just really Mm -hmm. gauge your your interest level you know because people are going to have different interest levels and yeah i'm sure all 400 of our group members aren't at the same levels of you know some of us are there for the pretty pictures right some of us are really in it we have super expensive telescopes um and gear and so there's so on a 
weekly basis, how many hours are you devoting to this hobby? Well, I can field that one. Is, yeah. <laughs> um, when I'm looking for planets, it's easy to find Jupiter. Saturn's a little bit hard. Uranus takes some time. Neptune, feel, photographing Neptune took me about four hours to oh, find wow. it and then confirm it. Because Neptune's so far out there, you can't see with the naked eye. You can see, if you're in the middle of nowhere, you can probably see Uranus with it. But huh. Neptune's the only planet that was not discovered by observation. It was done by calculation. But I have found it. Wow. And I have to find way, I have to confirm the sighting, which actually Neptune looks a little green. Like who do you confirm really? it with? You call Ron and go, hey, you seeing <laughs> what I'm seeing? Or uh, are you phoning NASA? NASA? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, we don't. They already know Neptune exists. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need yeah. to know about that. <laughs> but but for, Neptune, for, Neptune, for us to find it again is is the you know to find it with our own you know amateur telescopes. That's the challenge. Just to oh, like, yeah, because wow. NASA's got a pretty. You know, the, the catalog is growing every day, obviously, but so, you know, they've got like the Hubble and all these crazy telescopes out yeah. there constantly cataloging huh. new stars and new galaxies. And So I will redirect my question yeah. again. Peter, how many hours you spend in a week <laughs> on this hobby? Because that's four hours Do to I work to. the next day and is it clear out? <laughs> and what exactly is out there? Cause, you know, Average like, week? I don't know. I have to think you're devoting Many time hours. to it every yeah. week. <laughs> uh, if you got seven, maybe. If you have a clear sky, on average, I'd say two hours a night. Okay. Two. It depends. Yeah. It depends on the target. Yeah. It definitely depends on the target. Do I, you I go out with a that. target every night, or do you go just to look sometimes he, without a he target? Does, he does an interesting. Tell, tell him what you do. You don't. Some, yeah, what's you, your plan? You, you, you star hunt. Tell yes, I'm a, I'm a star oh. hunter. I, I call it hunting because basically you take a, you find a target, you line it up, and you use a scope, and it actually has, you know, crosshairs, and that's how you sight huh. it. Then you look through the other scope, and uh, then you line it up, get your shot, then you take the photo. So it's, it's actually hunting. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I do. Sometimes when I'm out there looking at stuff, usually I'll have a, des a destination or something I want to catch, but sometimes you're out there, and you catch something, and you go, what the heck is that? Yeah. I grab my, I grab my little app that I have, and I try to identify it. Oh, that's that. Yeah. But... Stars are cool because I hunt stars. I've been planets. That's my area. He does deep sky stuff. But uh, it's my goal is to photograph as many stars as I can and publish them. Have you ever named a star? No. That, that's the thing, though. You, yeah, this you, on this yeah. beautiful yeah. Valentine's Day, I would have yeah. thought you would have been <laughs> the romantic that said, here, I named yeah, a star did you after that for you. Your wife? Yeah. Uh, no, because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you that, don't like her that, that much? Or they, <laughs> they already have really cool names for uh, stars like HD13684219946. Oh, how romantic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> DYI and then 13 oh. letters behind it. NASA, yeah. NASA is really bad. Scientists are really weird when it comes to naming things because... It's like they do it on purpose, <laughs> <laughs> just a social. Just to make it complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else can have the fun, <laughs> right? <laughs> They're stealing all the fun for themselves. Yeah, yes. but uh, wow. But I hunt. I hunt stars, and I can tell you one thing I can see about. I can say about stars is that people look at them and they see these pretty little dots in the sky. And uh, what I like is every star has their own personality. Some of them, uh, some of them, I say it's a binary system. That's why it's so bright. And I got the technology now where I can actually isolate the binaries. Wow. I can see both stars. Good. And binary stars are two yeah, stars that orbit yeah. each other. You're gonna, you're yeah. gonna have to that, pull it down that. to my level of what the, what does, <laughs> what are we talking about when you're yeah. talking about so binary? Yeah, to talk I'm about, sorry about computer. That. Talk about how how many stars you've found at same at one time, like you know. 
Um, well, actually, it was a one with a castor. It was a star called Castor. And you might not know it, but I guarantee you have seen that star. Everybody's seen that yeah. star. There's a star out. It's probably Castor <laughs> or <laughs> Pollux. There's certain stars. I'm like, these stars, you know exactly what they are. Okay. You've seen them. But it's actually, I got two stars on it. And I got that in a photo. But in reality, it's six stars. Oh, wow. There's one main star, my main sequence star. You got another one orbiting that one. And you got that one has two stars orbiting that star. And then that star has another star orbiting that one. I had no idea. I thought they were all just individual, just kind of there. Binary stars are actually very, very common. They're they're the most common in the galaxy, is to have two stars in your sky if you're on an alien planet. And the weird thing is that with our yeah. sun, okay. what we That's found true. out is that with our sun, it is very strange that our sun is one star. We should we're, we should have two. Um, we're I supposed to have two. Two was suns? Ju- yeah. Did the moon just go rogue and that's what think, happened? No, <laughs> it floated away. It, was, uh, it oh. might be on the other side of the galaxy because it probably just got away somehow or broke apart because stars can't huh. do that. They drift too far away. Shifted its orbit. Yeah. Changed wow. its course. I've read that um, Jupiter was going to be our second star, but it, uh, condis- conditions just weren't quite right for it to form a. Form it would have been so a now brown it's just dwarf. out there. Yeah, it's battling a, for yeah. us those yeah, yeah. asteroids. <laughs> yeah, I'm falling in love with Jupiter. I know. <laughs> if, it's a, if it's a little bit bigger, I think Carl Sagan said if it was like 40 percent bigger, it could have Collapsed. ignited yeah. into a star. But it would star. probably be a brown dwarf, which is a dead star. What, what I think I remember <laughs> from, you know, elementary school. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't remember any, any of this, this. happened. <laughs> but, but I think I was told that stars are just burnt out somethings in the sky. Like they're not hmm. live, if you will. Ooh, but what you're really saying is that they are on fire alive, not something that we're seeing that's been burnt out. From 20 years ago because of the space-time continuum or whatever it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> space-time well, continuum. If you, okay, if you look up at the sky and if you really look at some of the stars, you'll see that some of them are really small, some are big. Some of them are twinkling like crazy. Yeah. And so uh, basically when you're looking at one that's really twinkling going crazy, it's either because it's a multi-system by stars reacting with each other hmm. or – it is a star that is gotten so it's so big that it can no longer contain its own heat, and so it becomes a, a, a pulsating variable, which is, means it's too big for its own good. These are huh. super superstars that are about as big as our solar system. Like you think, of, I think everybody's heard of Betelgeuse, that star. That's a super giant. That's it's massive. It reaches it reaches out to it reaches star. all the way out to <laughs> it reaches <laughs> all the way out to like Jupiter. But there's one called UI Scooty that UI Scooty. And that's that star is the largest. <laughs> that is the largest star ever I don't know discovered. Why he's not the most popular one. <laughs> Scooty, it's a it, good name. It, it's in the Scootum constellations. So that's why I got Scooty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course it is. I mean, yeah. that makes the most sense, right? <laughs> but there's oh. only so much we can see from here. So yeah. there might be. There's another one that's that's out there that they think might be bigger than that one, but they haven't confirmed it because we're not in a good place to see it. These stars are actually located in the s- near the center of the galaxy and. You can't really, that's hard to get past, get through. Wow. They're so so busy out there. What do you do? I'm just assuming you work outside of your hobby. What do you do for work? Are you I, I, cut, <laughs> I cut fruits and vegetables at Albertsons. <laughs> 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 Look at the story. I went out to short at Fort Benton to do a show. You know, for these Cub Scouts. I got my own merit badge, actually. Oh, hey. It's kind of oh. cool. It's like an honorary doctorate yeah. at Cub Scout. We version. have a merit badge, too. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, um, what were we talking about? 
<laughs> you uh, you went to cutting fruits and yeah. vegetables at Albertsons. Yeah, I cut the fruits <laughs> and vegetables ben. at Albertsons, and uh, I'm actually in school to become an addictions counselor. Oh, that's oh look great. at that! Yeah. Fantastic. So um, none of this all seems related. Um, yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> finish your story of how you ended up in Fort Ben yeah, with the, the merit badge merit and the badge. S- teaching the scouts. What were you doing there? Oh, that's a that's a long story. Affecting it's, it's, knife. It's a long story. Uh, it I think a, it was a star uh, party. Yeah, yeah, somebody said, "Hey, do you want to guys want to go out to Fort Ben?" And we said, "Yeah." And true story. It's <laughs> a great one, Peter. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long story, but you know, you want to go to Fort Ben and do a star party for Cub Scouts? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, <laughs> what consumes um, your days? Because we know what consumes your nights now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, I'm in the TV biz. Oh. So I I'm uh, very familiar with all these four microphones and those yeah. knobs, those shiny knobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I was yeah. noticing Su- you were a little bit natural. Yeah. Super <laughs> fancy in here. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. So uh, I've been doing that for 25 years, 26 wow. ish years. So first job out of college. So you can't mm-hmm. get rid of me. <laughs> well, find your so, passion. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've just been, you know, I've just been a really just a super nerd my whole life. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, you know, computers. I've always got along well with with any technology and and cameras. Have always been kind of in my world and and really just a- astronomy and astrophotography specifically is what mm. I kind of graduate into. So there's a bunch of different levels of astronomy. Yeah. Like astronomy is like the umbrella, and then there's different specialities underneath that. So, like yeah, I think being able to take pictures of stars at night or mm-hmm. just the sky at night is yeah. a whole interesting skill set. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that, that, that's a whole, like, so there's foreground is, like, trees and mountains, and the background is, like, a Milky Way shot. That's astronomy. Shooting pictures of planets and the moon, that's astronomy. Shooting pictures of nebula and stuff like what I do, that's also astronomy. So there's a whole there's a whole wide range of things that can be considered astronomy. Do you turn your photos into art, or is it just for your own personal um, look at how cool I am? So the pro- the problem <laughs> with what what we we do is that those things up there don't move really. So there's thousands of we people do. that have taken yeah. you know the same photo of the exact same thing. Um, so there there is a science behind it to get it to look like you know it's supposed to. Um, but other than that, there are there is a point at which you can start to interject a little bit of like artistic. Uh, stuff into it like mm-hmm. you know the, the framing of the shot or the colors you choose to represent these you know basically invisible gases in space so mm. and there's all scientific you know reasons why this is that color this is that color um and nasa invented a, a called the hubble palette you know so they've they've got like huh. the three main gases in space they've signed wow. three colors to those gases based on their uh their relations to each other and really makes you know, things pop so, uh, so these colors we're associating with seeing these nighttime pictures are mm-hmm. just made Assigned up to associate well, for our own brains. Th- they they are those colors, but they're so faint that they need to be um, um, amplified mm-hmm. thousands of times, basically. Okay. So, so uh, huh. like oxygen has a as predicted as you might predict is kind of a bluish color. Mm-hmm. Um, sulfur is kind of a greenish color. Yeah. Um, hydrogen is is reddish to reddish orange. So. Uh, what you do is you just, you know, you take pictures of these gases and then, like for nebula, they they have a mixture of all these different things and they all have their, you know, funny shapes in there. <laughs> so you don't see the shapes until you see, oh, well, the front of that shape is orange and the back of it is blue. Well, those two colors contrast cr- you know, 
crazily. So, mm-hmm. so once you've got, you know, got your photo taken, then you take it into, you know, Photoshop or whatever magic, uh, you know, software you're using. <laughs> that's where the processing part of it yeah. happens. And that's also part of my thing too, is like, you know, hmm. doing TV and, and Photoshop and, and having yeah. to work with all these tech pieces of technology just really it pushes a lot of, you know, checks a lot of boxes in my in my wheelhouse for it. Mm-hmm. So it was just it's another cool thing for me to do. And it's just, you know, uh, it, it quickly became a uh, from a hobby into a bit of an obsession. So <laughs> I'm, sure, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Peter like, can uh, relate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But I was going to say when it comes to colors of stars, uh, depends on the type of telescope you have, too. But oh, uh, what you're going to be able to get, like if you take a refracting telescope, which is one of the ones that you see that has long tube, you know, sh- long thin tube. And then you got the scope at the end. Those things are refracting, which they use lenses. And so then lens, that's kind of like curved, a, and it distorts like colors. Binoculars. Yeah. yeah they yeah, distort, they distort like colors. What you find like at Sam's Club during Christmas. But with refracting, you get more detail because it's really zoomed in. The other type of telescope is reflecting. And that one uses a mirror in the back. You see an object, it mm-hmm. goes, hits the mirror, mirror in your eye. And that's the ones that look like an actual drum, you know, in like the a musical instrument. And has this scope yeah. in the front. Mm-hmm. And those things can capture actual color. Huh. So you can either, the, the difference between telescopes is that uh, the refracting, you're not going to get natural color, but more detail. Mm-hmm. With a reflecting, you're going to get natural color, but not as much detail because it's so wide ranged. So. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're starting to go down you're, you're on the edge of the black hole here yeah. you're, you're uh-huh. spinning <laughs> i can tell <laughs> i'm clearly not smart enough to invest in any kind of technology but let's say i want to experience mm-hmm. someone else's hard-earned <laughs> That technology. That's where you go to a star party. So star parties, <laughs> there's not like a weird telescope set up somewhere in Great Falls where people can just go like on top of the hill. We've got some weird binoculars. Yeah. No, I, w- I wish there was. And I mm-hmm. think this is a hundred years ago, but I th- I thought there was a a movement to ch- get like an observatory over by the Lewis and Clark Interpretive That'd Museum. That'd be really cool. Yeah, because it's really. I think I heard. Yeah, like a long time ago. I've, yeah. I've never, I've never picked up any traction, but I know there is an observatory down by Helena, um, on Canyon Ferry Lake. Yeah, we don't, and we don't care about that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> there's one down there. <laughs> but uh, we're the, kidding, Helena. We love you. Yes. The the best. And that's a nice drive. The beautiful drive. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. city <laughs> drive. So, and I've been meaning to visit that myself, yeah. but. Uh, um, the best guys in the U.S. are down in the desert, of course, like Arizona, Utah. Why? Uh, just because they have just you know it's consistent climate, um, consistently clear nights a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can even rent. Uh, this is kind of cool. They have these remote observatories. So if you wanted to like not spend all the money on equipment, you could literally rent a telescope for I don't know however much, and it's just a you know what Kwanzaa hut is. Yeah, like this huge huge building, and the the roof rolls back. And oh. the telescope elevates, <laughs> and you bought you bought like you know, I bought five hours on this thing. Wow! So I'm just gonna pick my target. It's all automated. You're, you're literally sitting at home on your laptop, and you're just like plugging in coordinates. Oh. I want to see Beetlejuice tonight. <laughs> and then hey. five hours on Beetlejuice. Or I <laughs> I just see an opportunity here for yeah. like igloo uh-huh. hotel mm-hmm. rooms. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> where you go stay there and it's equipped with all this stuff and mm-hmm. then you can just sit there with your telescope and if yeah. you get tired and fall asleep because the thing is you yep. can't do this during the day. <laughs> right. Right? 
Well, uh, depends actually, on where you live. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, I just got some solar uh, filters, so yeah, I can oh, yeah. I can look at the sun now and not get blinded. So I can. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> That's an actual thing. You actually, it's uh, you can actually see the sun, and you can see actually flames coming off. Oh my the gosh, sun. really? And That's I got actually cool. I got a, I got a picture that I published. It's on my Facebook. I actually caught a solar flare. Oh wow. wow! Bursting out. It was a big one. That would be one of the ones where That's they'd cool. say they, if it's uh, going in the right direction, they would tell the uh, people on the International Space Station, hit the dirt. <laughs> Power <laughs> down and hit Ooh. the dirt. Okay, yeah. it's yeah. locked. You go in lockdown. If the solar wow. flare is coming at them, they have procedures they have to go you know, lockdown because they're yeah. direct. They're going to get that radiation directly. That's when I was in elementary happen. school, you know, we created um, solar eclipse glasses from some Manila folders. <laughs> so yeah. that, I mean, because <laughs> that will protect your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And you're you're, fine, you're only yeah. blind in one eye to this yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, My vision's so great. <laughs> <laughs> the, what year was it, 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. the eclipse that we could see from here? I was in Glacier National Park on this, like, guided hike trip, which was really cool. But I remember we stopped about that time. Somebody had, I don't know anything about specifics of telescopes, but somebody had that, got out the camera, and mm-hmm. I have, I didn't take them, but just some really cool shots of the eclipse happening that were taken with the camera through the telescope, Yeah, which was just so cool to be able to look back and see that where you guys... We're yep. going to have a solar eclipse this year, yep. 24. April, April the 8th. That we um, can see here. April 24th. Well, well, I forget what day it is. Is it April the 8th? April 24th, yeah. That's From what I understand yeah. is not... Like it's not going to be the best viewing here, mm-hmm. but I mean it's there, you the can sun. still see it. I yeah. think you're going to notice, but it, it, I'll it, leave it to you yeah, all yeah. to explain it's, that. It, okay, it's uh, basically like a horizontal, like a uh, horizontal line that starts like in like uh, New Hampshire and just kind of goes through uh, the middle of the country and it kind of ro- rolls through Texas. It's kind of that huh. that angle. Yeah, uh, f- there's a thing called occlusion, so that's basically how much of the um, the the sun gets blocked out, mm-hmm. so uh, that's there's a, there's a skinny little stripe called 100% occlusion. If you you know everyone wants to do a, a cool little uh, springtime road trip, head south as far as you can get uh, until the roads started getting backed up from people trying to yeah. stop on the side of the road to see this eclipse. Oh but goodness. Uh, yeah, the, that 2016 one we made yeah. it we made it a point to it made it into a little family uh, road trip. You we actually Casper? had people. Well, we went to um, we went to Oregon, and okay. that, so we have people that live, uh, friends of ours that live in, in Oregon. So we just yeah. basically camped in their backyard. Yeah, and, and even <laughs> didn't then, tell them that. <laughs> didn't tell them you're camping <laughs> yeah, out in the right. backyard. Just, just showed up. I, I forget the uh, I forget the highway name in uh, Oregon, but it was just it was like Packed. blocked up for five yeah. hours straight. No one could go anywhere. So wow. yeah. we we could only get as far as south of ninety. It was like ninety six percent occlusion. So okay. it was pretty close pretty to one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. But it was a really, it was really weird because it was like, you know, and I don't, I don't know what it was like anywhere else, but where we were, it was like everything, like time, like reversed itself, like all the plants started like opening up and like there's a really? thing where they like re- release their water or something, but everything happened like super quick because yeah, it was it like it wasn't that long that this was happening. For. Yeah, so it was yeah. like a matter of like a, you know four or five minutes and the flowers were blooming. Oh my and, gosh! And the, and the the fog from the ocean rolled in super quick. It was like. Oh, this is this wild. is really weird, and the light got really weird. And so I remember the cool. light it just felt like because again we're you know northern Montana during that, but I remember it was just kind of an eerie sky sort mm-hmm. of. It felt because it wasn't dark, but it wasn't right. normal. It was like weird light. Yeah, I was not looking at the plants though, although I assume they didn't have the same well, type of reaction. Right, in, here. in April, if you're not going all the way south, uh, look at the shadows on the ground. Okay, and there'll be a weird 
crescent-shaped shadow, not oh. your usual shadow. So that's a really cool thing Ooh, to look that for. would be a cool thing to look. Uh, don't, so yeah. Don't necessarily, it saves your eyes because you're not yeah. looking at the sun. <laughs> right. uh, don't that's, don't ever look at the sun, kids, yeah, ever. <laughs> Unless you have super Adults specialized. Adults don't look at the sun yeah. either. I mean, we've got yeah. some that need that disclaimer that's as well. That's very true. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's some, there's some cool things that happen uh, even in partial uh, occlusion yeah. uh, like we'll be in Montana. So you said your entire family was into this. Is that because you found people that were like you or you forced <laughs> them into liking the uh, things you like? It, it was a combination of uh, the location was everything everyone else wanted. Like we wanted to go to the ocean. <laughs> we love Oregon. Oh, we're going to hook up with my friends. Oh, Rod wants to, you know, he wants to see some <laughs> stupid thing in the sky. Yeah. We'll just drag him along. And there you secretly go. I'm like, hey, I, 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 I fooled everybody into yeah. going to Oregon. <laughs> so <laughs> same to you, Peter. Is your wife into this or she's like, I tolerate him um, because I love him. She <laughs> finds it very, very interesting, but she does not have the patience to sit up there for three hours trying oh, to find a fine Neptune. Yeah. But when she does, she loves seeing my pictures. She's on the group. Yeah. Uh, she loves it. She yeah. finds it fascinating. I mean, we watch astronomy sh- shows together, but uh, she does not go out there. But she really, really encourages me a lot. Well, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good uh, it's spot. Guy, yeah. It's guy. You're going to go outside tonight? Yep, I'm going so out there. So she knows by the weather forecast <laughs> what yeah. your plan for the yeah, day is. She, actually, yeah. that's true. She can look up at it. <laughs> Okay, Pete's gonna be busy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah my, my my wife is the same. She's super yeah. supportive, uh, but she she will not stand out in the cold for five hours while I capture a uh, hundred photos of one thing. Yeah. Well, you're not looking through the same telescope at the same time, so she's mostly just That's watching true. you watch things. Yeah, yeah. And 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 yeah. her her passions lie elsewhere, so you know yeah. it's like That's good. Able she makes my wife makes fun because sometimes I'm out there for hours on end. You know, there's some times where I, I saw the sun go down. I'm out there looking at stuff. Suddenly, I, there's a sun coming up. I'm, what You're the? like, oh, whoops. I come, I come back in. The wife's like, what the? <laughs> yeah. Where <laughs> or have you if it's wintertime and I really wanted to get a, a star or some of that or a planet, I come in and I'm just out there for hours and it's like 10 below. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm coming in. I'm like frozen. I got a stupid yeah. hobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now... Let's discuss the whole night thing, because when we're talking about astronomy, <laughs> even though Peter has some abilities to look at the sun, kids don't look at the sun. Don't look at the sun, kids. Um, no matter what. Or adults. But most of the time when we're looking at stars and things like that, it has to be done at night. And it has to be done at night after a certain amount of time, because you, I've heard this term, <laughs> you don't want any light pollution. That's true. And it requires your eyes to get adjusted to yeah, we're, we're, total darkness. We're pretty lucky in Montana where we have uh, pretty pretty nice skies. Um, you, actually, if you look at a light pollution map, the really bad light pollution doesn't happen until east of the Mississippi. That's when mm. it's like the, the light, the, the big white circles start to just grow and grow and grow. Um, but we're, So there's a scale called the Bortle Scale. Okay. And that's a rating. That's a um, light pollution rating. So Bortle 1 is completely, it's like inky blackness. You're in the middle of nowhere. There's not a single city around for hundreds, maybe. Even. Can't see your hand in front of your face. Exactly. Yeah. So that's Bortle 1. Uh, Bortle 9, Bortle 10, that's like downtown Tokyo. It's like you're not seeing anything. <laughs> yeah. You're not, uh-huh. you're not, I'm blind. Yeah. You you're blind by see the. see that there's a sky up there. Yeah. 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 So we are in Bortle 4 here in, in Montana. And how, how, what's five. the, how many? Uh, what does it go to? One to ten. Basically. It is a one to yeah. ten. Okay. So, so we're we're a uh, border four is pretty good, and and I like honestly, I'm surprised we're that high even. Yeah. Well, and I thought we'd be more border 
two. two. Yeah, yeah. And the cool, cool thing is you just have to drive half hour north or south or east or west yeah. of town, and you're there. You're so like in two. Great Falls proper, if you will, mm-hmm. or four or five, mm-hmm. but oh, just outside. So town, like Benton Lake Wildlife Refuge oh, yeah, would be like a two. You're like three or two. Yeah. Okay. Um, even even um, see, my front yard's Bortle five, but like like um, uh, Black Eagle is four. Yeah. Okay. So literally oh. within the city, it's it's it already changes. going down. So that makes sense. Okay. Whereas if you're in like you know Tokyo, you're it doesn't you, matter. You're nine for a hundred miles. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so is um searching for sky stuff, um <laughs> like hunting, where if I say where's your favorite place to look, you'll be like, no, I don't share Secret my spots. fishing hole. Yeah. yeah. There there are a, a bunch of beginner targets, and there's a bunch of like. Like uh, beginning to middle advanced and then super advanced levels of targets out there. Now, advanced, sure. does that mean like it's hard to get to advanced or yes. what is advanced? Okay. So, like, I think if you start there, so you just dim. give up. Yeah. So, like, the hardest one I can think of is it's called the Witch Head Nebula and it's, it's very, it's, that's it's, the name itself is daunting. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's very dim. It's it's like uh, I forget what the it, there's a uh, magnitude scale for everything too, and it's okay. a very low magnitude. But now, e- are you allowed to like take a flashlight with you to get to your location, or is like that uh, prohibited? S- yeah, as well? light. So yeah. red light, red and I think green light are the safe colors if you're because it doesn't mess with it, your eyes. Star parties. So star parties, you try to have zero light. But you need some light, so yeah. but red light does not screw with your um, your night vision as much. So okay. for whatever reason, I don't know the but reasons why. But huh. when it comes to taking pictures, you know, and doing astronomy at day, sometimes the sun is very, very important to have around. Okay. Because I cannot really photograph Mercury uh, very well. It's very unphotogenic. You know, it's a you got to wait for the sun to go down. But then, of course, Mercury is right behind the sun because it's right next to it. So if I get to a point where the sun goes down on the horizon and I can see Mercury or Venus, those are the best times to do it, and I can capture a picture of it because I saw the light, the light from the sun bounces off that planet and back to us because that's basically what we're seeing. So it's like highlighting and putting yeah. a little bit of a spotlight on it. It's the only it. way I can see Mercury, okay. and, uh, and Venus is a good like that. And there's other planets that if they're, we're in the right area in the solar system for viewing, they'll be right next to the sun, so the sun can be very, very beneficial huh. to help. But... Mm-hmm. You got to get if you're going to go like me, go for Mercury, it's kind of eerie <laughs> because uh, you got to wait for that uh, sun to go down before you can do anything. Or if Mercury is in an evening set, you only have so much time before the sun comes up. And when the sun's up, no go. You're done. Okay. So I got 20 minutes to find Mercury, <laughs> photograph it, and everything. And so Mercury is hard to do, but I've gotten it before. That, really wow. good. that would be an advanced to very yeah. difficult level planet to get. Um, Neptune is probably the m- most evil one of them all. <laughs> no, we don't like Neptune. <laughs> but obviously people um, who aren't hardy and committed like Peter are committed to be out in it. the cold, <laughs> freezing cold, most people are like, oh, I'd rather look at the stars in the summer. There's just a little bit more mm-hmm. romanticism to that and you can sit out on a deck. But the problem is, in my understanding... Is that you're going to have to start around midnight or one to have really good viewing because of the amount of light that's still yeah. around. Well, again, our Montana's lucky in that our our latitude is northerly, so you know we yes the night times get shorter and but the the temperatures are more pleasant, so mm-hmm. it's it's not a big of a deal to stay out till 
you know, 10 o'clock, start your session at 10, mm-hmm. get a couple, couple hours in till midnight or, or past that, you know, whatever you're, whatever you're comfortable with. But I've, I, this was my first summer last summer of, of really being serious about it and, and being like capturing things. And it, it was fun. It was like, um, so I've really, I've really only had one full winter and one full summer of experience so far. And last winter was much nicer than this winter has been so far, as far as cloudy skies go. So, yeah. so far, some summer has been my favorite, uh, time of the year for, for ast- astrophotography. Also, you got to remember people want to do like seasonal looking. Well, certain stars are not going to be out in the summer because mm-hmm. we're done. The, we're on the upside. We're on the other side. So as we're looking at stars. You can start at 10 p.m. and see, like, uh, Betelgeuse on the horizon. Well, it's during the night. It's going up and over. But as you compress, like, in two months, instead of being really low, it's going to be higher up when it gets dark. So you only have so much time before these things go away. And so uh, Orion is actually on its way to that horizon, and now we're getting the summer stars coming in. And oh. a lot of the other planets are also can be uh, year-related also. Yeah. But uh, starting around 10 o'clock, you'd be able to see something in the summer, even though it's still kind of light out? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it depends on, on how much, you know. For, I think maybe you're not as committed as you need to be. Yeah. Like, for, well, I'm thinking for, midnight, for, 1 o'clock. For my <laughs> part, you know, and I'm not comfortable enough leaving my equipment out in my front yard for all night long. <laughs> oh. Because I live on a, on a busy street, and, you yeah. know, there, there are thieves, and... And my equipment's not uh, secure in any way, shape, or form. It's not from the pawn shop uh, anymore? No, no. <laughs> yeah, I've, upgraded. I've since upgraded, yeah. Uh, that scope's in the closet somewhere, uh, the old scope. So, um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those, you, you just have to, my, my speciality is astrophotography, and that is more of a, a get as much data as you can kind of thing. It doesn't matter if you're spending five hours outside or one hour as long as you got that hour in you're adding those hours up over a long period of time okay some people spend three or four years collecting data Mm. on their favorite object and the cool thing is the more data you get the more details pop out the more you know fainter objects come out um there's like like faint dust that you would never ever see Mm. unless you got like 40 50 hours of of exposure oh on gosh. on a single target so there there's a long commitment um of time and and uh, just eyes on the skies um I've, I've heard it said that astrophotography is the hardest form of photography harder than I wedding photography imagine. harder than <laughs> yeah, harder yeah. than anything yeah and there's no real like market for selling them you know <laughs> so it's like it's, it's really weird because like you know you think of what like wedding photography is like a multi-billion dollar yeah. industry. Yeah. Yep. There isn't that for astrophotography. It's yeah. just where it's very much a hobby in for hobby's sake. It's just mm-hmm. uh, you're out there having fun, um, looking at pretty things and then, yeah. you know, and the processing of it. So it really takes a, a very like huh. analytical yeah. mind, I guess, yeah. or a mind that's good with computers, a mind that's good with, you know, processing of images and yeah. patience patience is my superpower <laughs> <laughs> you know lots of patience superpower to have lots of patience in astronomy a lot of patience in astronomy it can drive you nuts obviously <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah. oh that's what happened okay yeah, yeah that's what happened <laughs> do you um how much space debris do you ca- i've i've heard that there's just a crazy amount of 
trash basically floating around yeah. out there how much do you see of that i think a lot of it's in my backyard yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's me pool that yeah. wasn't there yesterday um, i can actually answer this question yeah. pretty good about space debris yeah. that um i used to be on a thing where i'm always looking for the iss the international space station yeah. and i've seen it through a telescope but it's never been able to photograph it because that sucker's moving so fast across the sky and it's funny because people be outside looking, what's that thing? It's a UFO. That's the International Space Station guy. <laughs> just calm down. Okay? I can identify or a piece it. Of debris, so it's not, yeah. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you'll see something like, uh, what are those things that Elon Musk put out there? What are they called? Starlink. Starlink, yeah. I've oh, seen those yeah, ones. Yeah. And Starlink, a lot of people don't like Starlink. They actually helped me because I was actually looking for Uranus and Neptune, and I couldn't quite tell if it was, it was the planet or the star because it was so faint. But then a Starlink went by. And I looked at my interactive app and it said, there's a Starlink right there. That's it. I got confirmation. So uh, objects and debris are very, very, you know, useful in many ways to finding targets. Because huh. finding a planet, differentiating uh, like uh, Neptune from another star is extremely hard to do. Because mm -hmm. Neptune is so faint. Yes. But, yes. That but, can but you, you, you do see satellites and booster rockets, yeah. especially, you know, uh, like SpaceX stuff. They're re-entering the atmosphere like all the time. And if you if you're read the news and you're you know you're you're paying attention, you'll know that you know one went up last week. Yeah, Rebecca. And to to, to expect you know. <laughs> I host a podcast where I can learn. That's it. If you're reading the news, yeah. the space news. That, that's a whole. Yeah. That's a whole. Other the thing, space yeah. news is is very interesting. Sometimes. But uh, I gotta say, looking at the uh, IS the International Space Station, mm -hmm. that's I just say it ISS. Yeah. But when I looked at it, it looks, funny enough, it looks exactly like a TIE fighter from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's Well, there neat. you go. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. So let me just clarify <laughs> some terminology before we move on, even though we've used it a lot through this episode. A target <laughs> is just a thing you're looking at, whether it be a star, a, a yeah. galaxy, or o object, target. Something you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I also refer to it as data sometimes. It's just very, seems very like robotic and... And 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 it's unfeeling. more my language when but, you yeah. say yeah. data. I'm like, oh yeah, let's yeah. dig into some numbers and data. She yeah. likes data. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is it data or data? Well, that's I know. I yeah. just said that. I was like, <laughs> I was oh, I was gonna... not trying to start something, but <laughs> the guy from Star that's Trek? how I say blame, it. Yeah, yeah. Blame, blame Star Trek for that. <laughs> data, data. I think yeah. I usually say. I don't know. I think I interchange them. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. yeah tomato, well, tomato. I'm also from the education spectrum where Pluto was still a planet. Oh, oh the good old yeah. days. <laughs> Poor, and I do feel bad for Pluto. Like one day you're a planet, the next day, nope, you're not. It's like a demotion. I've got to get on my soapbox here about <laughs> Thank Pluto. Thank you. I, I got to explain. You I, I want people. To to, I need. I enjoy telling people about Pluto. Because we think we downgraded it, and we actually did the opposite oh. of downgrading it. Okay. Okay. Well, we're looking for stars. Uh, when we found Uranus uh, back in the 1700s, we found Uranus, and uh, they confirmed the planet. But the problem was that they said there's something manipulating its orbit. That's when they did calculations. And uh, they took them a long time, but they did calculations, and they said, if there's a planet outside of Uranus, it's right here. They looked, there it was, Neptune. That's but amazing. then we're going, problem. Now, what's, controlling what's controlling Neptune? Because its orbit is being manipulated. So we went out there and we found Pluto. We said, we found Planet 9. Eh, wrong. Sorry. Pluto is too small to be manipulating uh, Neptune or anything else. Uh, hmm. But the important thing about Pluto is, is that when we found Pluto, we found the Kuiper Belt, which is a asteroid belt, massive asteroid belt 
beyond Neptune. And uh, basically, uh, what got Pluto demoted was not uh, the size or really orbit or uh, rotation or anything like that or features, it's location. Because wow. it's out there and uh, it's about the same size as other dwarf planets we found. If Pluto's a planet, then so are the other asteroids, like ones in our inner, inner belt, like Ceres, Eris, Makemake, Humea. These are all planets. These are all similarly sized you know, rocks, the same as Pluto. We, we'd yeah. go from nine planets to 9,000 planets. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> okay. That's the problem with Pluto. And plus, a planet is defined as an object that is owning its own orbit. It controls it. There's so nothing what's, way. what's messing Pluto? with Neptune then if it wasn't Pluto? Planet Nine is. <laughs> Planet but Nine is not which, Pluto. Which, which but could, the, no. could be it, it could be the entire mass of the Cooper uh, Cooper Belt. How do you say it? Kuiper Belt. Kuiper Belt. But it could the, be the, the entire mass of all those asteroids combined. In, or it uh, could be another solar system where the aliens a, live. The mysterious Planet Nine. <laughs> but <laughs> with the oh, discovery no. of Pluto, we discovered the Kuiper Belt, and then that helped us discover the Oort cloud, which is another cloud that actually can go on for a couple of light years. And that's a part of our solar system. Oh my gosh. We found all these things because of Pluto. And because Pluto exists, Thank because you, Pluto. The, the plus, yeah. in fact, that the Kuiper belt exists, the Oort cloud exists, we now know that we either still do or had a planet nine. We used to think that hmm. our solar system ended at Neptune. We couldn't no. come up with something more creative so far after. <laughs> well, Luka Luka because they haven't called, identified it yet. Nine. Yeah. Well, if it's still, <laughs> but we're still referring to it as something. Both, uh, but Pluto, we found, we found the Kuiper Belt. <laughs> Pluto's in the Kuiper Belt. Then we found the Oort Cloud, which is where it comes come from, and a lot of debris comes from. And we said, well, if there's not a Planet Nine, there we did have one. If there's not one now, we did have one. Pluto, and like I said, we thought the Neptune ended the whole solar system. Now it's about three times bigger. And a lot more huge. Pluto is probably the most significant finding we've ever had in mm. our whole solar system. Demoting it to a, pl a, pl a dwarf planet changed the whole look of our entire solar system. Huh. Changed everything. <laughs> so that's the, when people say we're picking on Pluto. No, no, no. <laughs> Pluto, Pluto is gets all amazing. The Pluto gets no. a lot of credit for how our solar system works and understanding mm. our own planet and our own s whole solar system. The fact that it, it actually exists. Yeah. So I'm going to pull you all down to my level for a little bit. <laughs> Sorry about that. Here we go. Have you both heard of the Mariani incident out at the Great Falls Voyagers Park where... Um, oh, this is the UFO thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts about first a 50-year-old man and a 19-year-old secretary in the infield at lunch with a video camera being able to <laughs> capture... <laughs> something in the sky is it debris was it uh asteroid was it a ufo that i will say um your shirt uh is yeah. probably a similar <laughs> you're wearing a shirt that has a yeah. spaceship so, on it so there, mm -hmm. there's a there's a romantic answer and a probably uh correct answer <laughs> <laughs> it's valentine's day we can <laughs> start, start with, with the romantic, the romantic one <laughs> Uh, romantic, not in the the uh, the uh, <laughs> loving sense, but the more uh, a fantastic, fantastic, story. yeah. <laughs> um, w you know why why couldn't there be aliens in space? Why you know uh, why why couldn't they have visited us and 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 are are we very special enough to have visitors? You know, um, there's all kinds of uh, th theories as to why that that 
absolutely can't happen. Um, you know, everything from we, we've missed our window of technology. Like, you know, we're, we're just too young. Um, uh, we are the only intelligence in space and we haven't gotten to this, the time where we've become the aliens or it's just a distance thing. Like there's no, you know, unfortunately the speed of light is actually very slow. When you're talking astronomical scales, it's like, it's super slow. So there's no way like, you know, a civilization could have gotten to us in time for, you know, unless, you know, and then you're like, get into the science fiction, he thinks, well, maybe they've invented wormholes, maybe they've invented hyperdrive or faster than light, you know, travel, then all these things, you know, like visitations and stuff become possible, but, uh, you know. Yeah, because you start thinking of, when you talk about, it, like, aliens being out, like, or a visiting spaceship or other life, like, mm-hmm. has somehow defied the... Physics. You, right, so yeah. you think of, like, oh, they do, they wouldn't have to obey the time it would take us to get to another planet yeah 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 um there you know there's a multi-billion dollar industry um dedicated towards keeping us entertained with aliens <laughs> and lasers and yeah. and stuff like that so it's it's no wonder that you know we're fascinated by it and and wondering if you know how how we can't possibly be the only species of intelligence in the entire vastness of the galaxy i was like on, on that basis alone there's got to be one or two out there if not if not billions if there's one there's billions um but why can't we find them why can't we see them why can't they see us maybe they do see us we're just babies in in our evolution and they're not you know they're they're keeping quiet or you know it's just one of those maybe that maybe they can see us through some fancy telescopes don't um, want anything to do with yeah, us. They're yeah. like, oh, they're, that's they're a train wreck. To calm down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. They're killing each other down there. Yeah. We don't go down yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they watch Independence Day and they see what they do to aliens. Like, <laughs> right, right. yeah, we're not taking the Men kids in there. Black, don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's just one of those. It's it's. Um, so that seems like a very scholarly answer. Yeah. Personally, do you think aliens exist? I think they do. I think they have to. I think well, I shouldn't say aliens, yeah. but other. Like, is there a life intelligent life within. on other planets? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think absolutely it, it, they have to exist. It, whether they've visited us, visited us or not is a completely different answer. Like, I, I don't think it's possible. Same to you. Do you think aliens exist? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> yep. Sorry, yep. I don't do the alien <laughs> thing, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm one of the first people that uh, like science and are, is actually capable of saying, I don't know. Yeah. I that's it. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but when you talk about alien life, uh, you could be talking that about. Could mean uh, a lot of things. You could mean a lot of things. We're right now trying to study Venus and studying its clouds because we think there might be, you know, like uh, what, um, uh, germs, uh, fungus, okay. uh, something like that, or different gases that are can you know, are living because that's what the you know, life can be like. We found out mm-hmm. that there's water on Mars, and where there's water, there's usually life. You got a moon called Europa outside of uh, Jupiter, and it's a water, ice water planet. And they go, well, we want to go there now because we like maybe there might be single cell organisms down there. Mm-hmm. So when you ask about aliens, that's all I can give you is that we have ideas that there might be germs, lesser forms, some so, type of life form. We, 
When you mm-hmm. think of aliens, it's always when you this irritates me about sci-fi shows and movies because they always have aliens with two arms, two legs, and a Facebook page. You know, right. just like us, <laughs> right? They, like Star Trek. I, I love Star human. Trek, but you know, just like us, but with lasers and horns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they got ridges on their nose. On, yeah. on their nose. They got pointed ears. Yeah. That's an alien. No, it's not. Uh, that's more like that's. So I don't. If there's right. aliens out there. I'm looking at that sort of life. Okay. If they have, they been here. If they have been here, they're probably not coming back because we're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. <laughs> yeah. We're killing each other down there. We're and not they going They really there. are smarter than us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're no, let's, let's leave these guys alone. Okay. Yeah. These guys are lunatics. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I have still have the same answer for like black holes and stuff like that. We don't know. So then the mm-hmm. other um, absurd question here at my level down here in the mud, <laughs> um, is there a future where we look like Guardians of the Galaxy and we live on <laughs> ships or? Um, if we can prevent ourselves from destroying each other, I think there's a future. <laughs> so um, probably not. <laughs> well, it, I think <laughs> that, you know, the, the, um, there's definitely a push for humanity to, to go to space because that's really... You know, if we continue to populate the planet, there'll be no more room for us. The whole, you know, we're going to have to eventually colonize, you know, another planet. But that's mm-hmm. probably uh, hundreds, not thousands of years away as far as figuring yeah, that stuff I'm out. I'm not worried about it for my own <laughs> self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, you know, there are, they have been working on incorporating DNA from like, you, you know what a water, a water bear is? Tar- tardigrade. So nope. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So so water bears are, are microscopic little guys. Um, but wait, they, what was the other name? Water bear but or, the, or tardigrade? Is I the feel other. like I actually I've heard that yeah. name actually. Don't but yeah. try to be no, cool. I've <laughs> no, I've listened to a podcast about like a. It's like a tiny microscopic. Yeah, they look like little organism. bears. They're really cute. Yeah, I. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, really cute. I legitimately have heard of this. Okay, I, Shannon. <laughs> but they're. They're, they're, I will show you the podcast. They're really cool because they um, they resist um, um, radiation like oh. no one's business. So Can hey, we... let's incorporate their DNA into uh, you know some life forms that can resist the radiation of space or yeah. the radiation of nuclear bombs or the radiation of anything hmm. really. So what one of the major hurdles of space travel is radiation. And keeping humans yeah. from melting on the way to Mars, you know, it's like <laughs> uh, so create our own little they're, Iron they're, Man. Yeah, there, there's all kinds of you know in in the era of of uh, CRISPR and um, DNA uh, modifications and stuff like that. You know, the it used to be a joke back in the day. You get to choose your baby, baby's eye color. Well, mm. you know, those things are just in the custom humans are uh, going to be a thing, just like AI is, yeah, you know, that's a whole other discussion yeah. alone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a- <laughs> AI is just, in my point of view, an AI is just, an, it's just another tool. But, um, you know, people have other opinions of, of AI. Sure. But it's just like all these things are, uh, things are going to start ramping up so quickly that it's going to, it's going to be, you know, we won't recognize our world in 10, 15 years. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be weird. And people that are on board or, you know, I'm, I'm excited to embrace the weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's on its way. Well, when it comes to space exploration, I get on my soapbox again, because, uh, it seems like almost, uh, almost a hundred years ago, like 75 years ago, we went to the moon. I'm sorry for our conspiracy theorists. We went to the moon. I'm sorry. (laughs) We went to the moon. It's just how it is. But it what, it, what irritates me is that we went to the moon 19, in the 1960s, in the 70s, and that's it. Mm-hmm. 
we didn't. They keep cutting NASA's funding, and I think NASA is probably the most successful agency the government ever created. They blow our minds. All these missions, all the like mm. Voyager missions, like supposed to be a nine-year mission or some of that. Forty years later, it's still out there. You yeah. know, like a few or three months for the uh, the Mars rover, and uh, you know, nineteen years later, it's still going. NASA blows their mind every single time doing these things, and they keep cutting our funds. Yeah. Mm. They make one mistake and. Oh, well, we're going to do a chip yeah. down and do all this and that. Space is risky. It is. But we, don't, we didn't go anywhere else. Yeah. That's it. We went to Mars. How everybody wants to go to Mars. Mm-hmm. And I, I firmly believe this. Is, uh, you can, people can argue. If we didn't stop at the moon, we probably would be on Mars now if we just kept on going. Oh. We would be there now. If, if funding it's hadn't got cut, if you know, priorities hadn't changed. and Interesting. Yeah, if, if yeah. Uh, things on Earth had been different, and <laughs> and and the budget for NASA had not shrunk, <laughs> yeah, they've probably done more with less money than pretty much any age government agency at that than mm. any any other agency. So I'm gonna go down this funnel a little bit further because we now have Space Force, and I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what that is in comparison to NASA. It seems like the same thing. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I think Space Force was more of a political thing. Yeah. Um, NASA's the research and explore. Space Force is the defenders. defenders. Is the military. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a guardian. You're looking the for your guardian. Yeah. There's yeah. your. You answered your own question. Okay. Uh, Space Force. I'm not. I'm gonna be perfectly honest here. I'm not 100 percent certain what their role. I think is. it's like a division <laughs> of the Air Force because yeah. it's yeah. its own thing. My wife is actually an Air Force uh, medic, retired Air oh. Force medic, and is so she joined in Space Force. No, Space Force. Uh, she's retired a long time. She's been tar- <laughs> retired for quite a while, but uh, she uh, the Space Force. It goes. She said uh, they don't really know what. What they to do with do. it yet? <laughs> but it is an extension Kay. of so the So then Air I don't Force. feel so stupid yeah. about what I it is. I legitimately think that I saw, I saw it. I think I may it have taken a, a picture. It is a military division. No, it is. On our Veterans Memorial, I believe there is now a, pla- a Space Force plaque up there, like waiting for names to go with it. I got a Space Force koozie at the PRCA Circuit Finals Rodeo. Nice. Like, legit. I watched the show with Steve Carell. It looks a it little like. <laughs> yeah. It looked a little like uh, the Star Trek. Yeah. That that was a, a crunch. Yeah. People were they were starting to show people. Here's our new logo. Like, uh, no, that's the Star, Star Trek, Trek logo. logo. Yeah. Here's this. Okay. Uh. No, that's the Lego logo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, come on, get, yeah. You know, that's that's the problem with government is no, no, uh, yeah, they're not no creative. creativity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now I'm gonna go back up to the sky for you folks who have studied it. Have you looked at the moon a lot, and did we leave things behind on the moon? Oh, I've so done, much. I've done a lot of photography of of the moon. Actually, I got one photo. I saw the moon out there during the daytime, and so I went out there with the telescope. And I took photos. And the photo of the moon at daytime, it looks like it's dark, but it has a blue ring around it. And that ring huh. is the sun bouncing off it back at us. Because our moon is probably the second, no, third most reflective object out there. Because it's oh. white powder. It's, wh- it's really, really white. And so our moon is extreme. Well, for our planet size, our moon is really, really ridiculously big. It's a big moon, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, the most uh, reflective is Enceladus outside of Saturn, and you got uh, Europa, and these are both uh, you know ice moons, and then we got our moon, and so yeah, yeah, that's a uh, what's it talking about? 
if you had seen any like things did left we leave on things there, no there is. Uh, you can't see not even with the tubble they can't see yeah it you, it's too you can't small. see it but there is lots of stuff left over from previous space missions and even like current flags. space missions yeah there's the flags there's the lunar lander mm. things that just gets left behind equipment and extra parts yeah and yeah. Yeah. i mean fi- failed <laughs> missions like you know it. i think was it the one of the chinese rover didn't make it. It crashed on the planet. Yeah, I believe so. Oh. Yeah, so the piece, bits and pieces of failed experiments. Um, there are things up there. I know there's a um, a reflective like panel that they bounce a laser off of so they can get an accurate distance between us and the moon. Um, huh. So they, they did leave things up there we can bounce things off of to this day for huh. measuring. So, But you can't see it with your... Um, no. Th- th- those Even if are, we commandeered the Hubble telescope. <laughs> the Hubble can't see it. it. Not even the Hubble can see it. Yeah. The, the, the landing site. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. So it, we know where, if you t- if you look at a really high you know fidelity photo of the moon, we know where they are. You just, you know, it's like the lunar lander is in this crater right there, but it's it's just it's smaller than one pixel, so yeah. there's no there's no resolution uh-huh. high enough to see it. So uh-huh. we know that all oh, stuff is up there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's lots of stuff up there. <laughs> Mi- billions of dollars worth of uh, high tech <laughs> debris. Yeah, you have uh-huh. debris here left on the moon. Wow. Uh, how about uh, Northern Lights? Do you guys like to hmm. go do that? Yeah, that so that's uh, that's more of a ter- terrestrial <laughs> form, but yes. um, those are also fun to get and and also tricky. A completely different form of. Yeah. Uh, capture um, that's that's better captured with um, like a like a video camera where where mm. you can take lots of long yeah. you know, fast exposures of uh, and then you can see the ripples and stuff like that yeah but there's some misconception that they just are available like they're part of the sky in certain areas All like the time. oh you live up north so you have the northern lights yeah if you're on the uh, north pole maybe yeah. you see them every night we but get the northern lights every now and again but it yeah, doesn't yeah. happen every every day yeah no. and well like, like everything there's also there's a scale <laughs> yeah depends on um, what depends on you know what caused the northern lights you know i've just the solar flares, not what created the northern lights. Solar flares, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the radiation. It's it's uh it's the solar wind hitting our magnetosphere yeah. and energizing particles within that magnetosphere, and that's what uh, you know. Science happens, and uh, light <laughs> light gets emitted. Science stuff happens. <laughs> that's a good way to explain yeah. it to us, actually. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> sciencey things happen. Yeah, and you he's get figured out uh-huh. who he's talking <laughs> <Yeah>. to. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> now we're talking the same language <laughs> uh, and science. Now happens. I'm not very lost. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to solar flares, also that w- does create the northern lights. But there's a danger, like I said about the I- the ISS. You know, people hate you know powering down and t- there's a chance. There's been times where we've been hit by a solar flare so big it would knock out a city mm-hmm. for a while. I mean, it'll what just exactly knock them out. is a solar flare? It's an explosion of. Uh, it's when the sun. Bursts out. It sends a burst of uh, of heat out there, like flames. Look Super at, look, heated. Yeah. Look at flames on a on, in a fireplace. So kind of like an asteroid one without piece the that, rock part. He's yeah, a little flame that comes out further than the rest of it on a fireplace. Some of that. That's yeah. basically a solar solar okay. solar flare. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. okay. the sun's contained. And that's what. But is or what causes the northern lights? The the interaction of the of that that, that superheated plasma. Yeah, the science, the science, the science, yeah. science of the of the sun hits the science of the earth, and <laughs> and sciencey things happen. Okay, the science hits the science, <laughs> and then science things happen. Yeah, it's 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 very okay. uh, you know yeah. 
it, it, it's like what happens during Valentine's Day. It's like you know, <laughs> pe- people get together and science things and happens and, and beautiful colors go. are created. And nine months later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the path we oh, were headed is, down. What is that? That's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's just radiation. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, okay. there's, there's different colors that get created. Yeah. Um, you know, so you get everything. You know, lots of reds and, and greens, and and yeah. uh, depends on how close you are to the to the uh, source of the you know where you know where if you're directly over top of where that plasma bit of the sun hits the atmosphere or the magnetosphere, then then it's really beautiful in it. And if you're another cool thing about those is if you're in a really quiet area, and this I've I've had this happen just north of town here. Quiet. Quiet light, light or quiet noise. Quiet or just noise. Any? Like okay. you're, if you're away from, if you shut your dogs up. Yeah, oh, shut yeah. your dogs they up. Are, it is noisy. <laughs> if, there, if, yeah. if there's if there's no turkeys, no uh, yeah. no no Sage wild grouse mating. Yeah. Yeah. You're away from mm-hmm. the traffic. If you listen really closely, you can actually hear them. You can actually hear. You can hear the yeah. northern lights. Yeah, you yep. can hear them. What does it sound like? Burning. It, it sounds like science. Very, Don't tell me science. <laughs> very quiet, like uh, um, a metal, make noise now. A metal rod hitting a wine glass. Really? Very just just like billions of little like wine glasses being being really. Yeah, Yeah, we need sound effects, dude. Yeah, it's missing from my board over If if you could add um sound to magic, that's kind of what it's Uh Okay. Twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. uh (laughs) The last time the northern lights happened, they weren't very strong, but my husband goes out and he's constantly Mm -hmm. like, Come look at this and I'm like Okay. And then I don't know how long I'm obligated to stand there and look <laughs> at things with yeah. him. Ask their <laughs> wives. Yeah. yeah. So I just stand there. I'm like, it looks gorgeous. He's like, oh, isn't it beautiful? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, but now why I'm cold. are we doing this? <laughs> but the last time he's like, hey, I come see this the Northern Lights. And so I'm looking, trying to find them. And he's like, they're right there. Can't you see them? No, we're in town. There's lights everywhere. I He goes, yeah. I think I can hear them. And I'm like, you can't freaking hear them. You absolutely so can. now I have to go home and apologize. You absolutely and tell can. Him <laughs> he was right. Yeah. Admit he was Told right. you so. Yeah. <laughs> yep, oh, you can hear I'm him. sorry. It's very it's quiet. Such a sad day for <laughs> me now, Rod. <laughs> That's your Valentine's gift yeah. to him there is to go. tell him he was you right. You were right. Mark it on the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is really <laughs> cool, though, that you can see. Yeah, you can see it. Or that you can hear it, I mean. Yeah. Is there, without making this too much of you know your secret fishing hole thing is there a spot you recommend like visitors who come who ask us like the best place Mm -hmm. to see the lights or traveled with their telescope Uh, right is there a spot that is where they won't be in the way they'll be out of traffic but can have a good experience yes Yes. i go out to the memorial where the baseball field is that's a good area it's wide open that's right actually and uh i've 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 go for walks all the time you know around town and i see all these really cool places and you know i just like sort of walking now you you know stay fit and uh i was actually the reason we're here right now is because i went walking up there (laughs) on that mountain that that warden park and i'm looking around and it was nice out there and i saw a gazebo and i said nice gazebo and looking around going wait a minute wait (laughs) a minute i see potential here this major potential here because it's wide open yeah. so i came down here and talked to them do you guys let people use telescopes <laughs> overnight <laughs> and so that or is that allowed yeah. we have to talk to the city about that but i don't think they'd have a problem 
<laughs> so the other day, I, I was up there again. And we'll go on one of my walks, and I'm going. Well, that's where they. I, I saw you guys' little podcast sign up there. And I, <laughs> you go, that's right. Oh, oh yeah, where they have the podcast. You were looking podcast. at us from your telescope <laughs> up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just got a tell a podcast. We're po- podcast. Yeah. You're like, whoa! I ran down <laughs> here and go. I talked to you that yes. very same day. Mm-hmm. And said, you well, guys we're like to have so accessible. There. You <laughs> know, <laughs> we may yeah. be famous, but <laughs> it just suddenly hit me. So then I said, uh, we could do it. So then I got a hold of Rod and I said, hey, yeah. you want to do a podcast? Uh, yep. Okay. Here like the same like thing. Like, same thing like uh, Fort Ben. <laughs> want to go to Fort Ben? Okay. Okay. Want to do a podcast? Sorry, we okay. don't have any merit badges <laughs> to hand out for being here. Well, though. we do, but we're stingy with them. Um, <laughs> the star parties. When are those going to start? That they've already started. We're oh. not. We're not very organized at the moment, so they happen kind of at random. And when people like uh, want them to happen. Uh, like they reach out to us and like you know let's let's throw something together. So, so like someone we, can schedule like a private yeah, event with you too. Yeah, we've okay. got one coming up uh, actually with the Lewis and Clark Interpretive mm-hmm. uh, Center. That's also in April. We're gonna get in a contract. No, not a contract, but we're getting an agreement to do a couple star parties a year out there. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they'll be a little consistent, and you're welcoming to um, novice. Absolutely. Like okay. You don't have to have your I, own. I did a show. I did a show. And clearly, you're not going to make fun of people. No. <laughs> I no. mean, we've spent an hour together. That was and you. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. doing, Nobody's getting made fun of. Yeah. I was doing a show at the Lucy Clark Interpretive Center, and uh, I was telling the audience, going, I was showing them pictures, and I'm going, to be honest with people, and I'm going to say this to your audience, with be honest with people, I don't want to show you guys these photographs. I don't. I want you to see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you, you want to use our equipment. Yeah. I want you to see these things because a photograph doesn't do it. I can look at a star called Vega, which is the most beautiful star in the sky, in my opinion. It still takes my breath away every time I see it. Yeah. And I take a photo, and I'm like, that does not do it any justice at all. Just mm-hmm. look at it mm-hmm. in real life. Because I want ex- I want t- people to see it. I want kids to see these things. I want yeah. kids curiosity. I want us to go out there. We want to go out there, and we're not going to do that by just sitting here doing nothing. Yeah. We yeah. want to see the things. And th- the things that we see out there, they're real. Yeah. They're hundreds of light years, thousands of light years away, but they're real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can go to these places if we just had the guts to do it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And so that, yeah, we went, we, yeah, we have, I did a for show at Fort Benton, the first show I did. That was my uh, practice run. Then I did <laughs> Interpretive Center. And then I got contacted by the city to go to the library, and Rod was there for me doing their open that house. That was my first one. Cool. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> yeah. And then nice. we uh, did one at, uh, down at the school uh, in a, in a, Part in uh, what is that? The football field. Yeah, the football field behind Paris Gibson Education Center. Oh yeah, oh that's, that's a good uh-huh. spot. Yeah. And we have a uh, star. We have a star party coming up on April twenty sixth. That's f- that. That's for yeah. the the eclipse. We have like a okay. we have a, a star party, um, an eclipse party planned for that day cool. at, in that same football field. We're also cool. we're also doing a uh, camp out a camp. We're gonna go out to Nihar. No, what a creek. New, Newland? Newland Creek. We're yeah. gonna be going out oh. to Newland Creek cause, and we're having a That's star party and going camp, camping. And we go, bring your, bring your telescopes and some of that. Yeah. But I had one guy walked up to me at the Lewis and Clark place and he said, would it be okay if I brought my telescope out? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Get 100%. your telescopes. Absolutely. <laughs> Get more telescopes. Because yeah. Yeah. I, I had a technical failure when I was doing the show. Mm. And I felt bad, but I saw other people with the telescopes going, okay, well. Good thing you guys are here too. Cause Step yeah. in. We got mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Cool. But I think what you said is so true, and it's like anything you kind of experience in this area, photos really never do it justice. Right. I mean, yeah. even if you're trying to capture a sunrise or a sunset, yeah. like, you know, basic humans, 
um, here um, <laughs> or wildlife. It's just, yeah. you're just never going to capture that moment in a photo that's going to do it justice. So experience real life and experience it in person here mm-hmm. in Great Falls. I mean, yeah, look at that. There you go. Almost like, like we'd like it. you to be here. We've been kind of disappointed in the last couple star parties because we're our focus is like, where are the kids at? Mm-hmm. We want kids so here. There's a future. Want want to th- if we're going to go out there, which was where we really all want to go, whether you believe it or not. The kid, our children are going to be the ones to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Our children are the ones going to go to Mars. They're going colonize, to colonize Mars, go out there to all these different locations. It's them. Yeah. We want them looking up because we want to go. We belong in space. We, it's our curiosity. We, we can't stop ourselves Yeah. because we're curious. So good family-friendly entertainment. That's right. Absolutely. Bring your kids and stare through Kids love it, yeah. Holes. Yeah. <laughs> stare through holes. <laughs> are there any um, either constellations, stars, whatever, that are uniquely viewed here in the Great Falls, like North Central Montana area, that are particularly great that you can see here versus... Other places, Orion and oh, locations yeah. that's view from or lo- well, like the the our perspective from here in Great Falls, looking up at the sky. Are there any particular like constellations or stars that you I can mean, see better Orion. here than other places, or appreciate here better than other places? Maybe well, I, I think that you know everywhere in the world eventually sees the same thing. Sure, things. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but um, I think for 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 newbies, uh, like the the easy ones are are the Orion Nebula. You can see that yeah. with your naked eye. Mm-hmm. You can see um, you can see the Andromeda Galaxy with the naked eye. Pleiades. When you're uh, saying naked are, eye, like yeah. I take my face, I go outside, <laughs> I look to the sky, I 100%, see it. Yep. Exactly. Okay. No, you strip down naked and go look at stars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, do, you do the ritual. We tell you this about the ritual. This is part of the star parties. Yeah. yeah. Now you no, want a party? We'll give you a party. <laughs> don't ruin it for me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So just visually, you don't need any equipment to do it. No. Um. You you can see things with your naked eye or a very basic pair of, of binoculars for a little bit better review. But there's things up there like you'll you'll see them, and then you'd be like. Oh, that's there's something there. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. like you know, and, and there's a funny thing with your eyes, where if you look just to the left or the right of an object, you can actually see it better. Mm-hmm. That's because the object is actually there's a dead spot in the middle of your eyeball that your your brain fills in the the information. That's yeah. my problem. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that uh, got burned th- off. Yeah, but yeah, if you, if you look just to the left or the right of uh, of a very dim object, you can see it better. But like the the Pleiades is like that. There's like it just looks like a, a blob, like a weird, like like a light blob in space. But mm. if you if you have a simple pair of binoculars, you'll see it's actually like nine or ten very distinct stars all grouped together in a, in a strange huh. pattern. Um, same thing with the uh, Orion Nebula. Um, you can see that with the naked eye, but just a very simple pair of binoculars, and it just just comes to life, and mm. it's very colorful. It's like it's like uh, purples and 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 blues and and um, it's, it's like whites and it's what a, you expect. It's to very, look like. it's very pretty. Yeah, <laughs> and it's 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 a it's a beginner target for a bunch of reasons because it's easy to part, point at. It's easy to find once you see it in your viewfinder. You're like, duh, this is go. it. <laughs> you know, I'm um, making this connection in my brain of learning astronomy as a radiologist learns to read imaging in an X-ray, where it's like, I can look at it and be like, okay, well, there's 
that's why there's something there. But as you study and know what you're looking for, you're mm-hmm. able to really like understand an image more, or pick out smaller things or smaller differences in what's just kind of a otherwise black and white mm-hmm. blob well, to it's pretty, untrained pretty eye. Deep. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's like <laughs> lo- looking at like a like a like a pair of eyes. Like yeah. you, you can appreciate the beauty of a pair of eyes, yeah. but you don't know, you know why is it beautiful? Why why mm-hmm. is that that particular color of blue? You know, it, it, pretty to me yeah, or like right. what those little globules that make the if you look really close it's, yeah. it's the equivalent of zooming in you know it's like you see all this additional yeah. I- information uh mm-hmm. data that uh, that you didn't see before mm-hmm. so that you know you can That's appreciate cool. it from a distance you can appreciate it it's like it's like one of those hobbies that the more time you spend in it the more you learn and the more the targets give you it's like yeah. it's just a it's an ever-expanding you know hobby that just it's 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 uh, as vast absolutely as the fascinating. universe uh-huh. yeah it's as vast as the universe yeah you referenced an <laughs> app are there any and i think my husband has one too are there any apps that would be helpful oh, yeah. to take out with yeah, there, you there's a bunch yeah. of free ones okay they're free too i like that, that's that part yeah that's my favorite <laughs> delirium. word yeah. delirium it's an actual interactive that's happening at the moment delirium yeah Stel- so do you know how to spell it s-t-e-l-l-a-r-i-u-m <clears throat> Stellarium. And Correct. Um, if your phone, <laughs> like my 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 stupid phone, um, you have I to got have, a smartphone. You have to have a phone <laughs> that has a gyroscope because you know. If, oh, okay. Because yeah. this does not have a gyroscope, okay. and but the, if you do have a di- gyroscope, it will actually you can superimpose a picture of the night sky through your phone's oh, camera, wow. camera, and it'll superimpose all the objects that you know. Yeah, that you're supposed through, to through be Stellarium. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So cool. that's that's the fun to do, especially if you see like a weird object in the sky like, or like a really bright star and you want to know what yeah. it is. Yeah, then when you, you see the really like bright thing, you're like, what is that? And just yeah. po- literally point your phone at that object and it'll tell you, oh, that's that's, that's Rigel or cool. that's uh, that's uh, Sirius. Or you can also nice. fast forward and rewind it where it, where it came where it came from, where it's going, so you can plan like in three days this thing's going to be this big and in this location and you can, yeah, that's what Stellarium can do. Yeah. Wow. I've, I don't know how far ahead it can go. I've tried but it eventually crashes. After <laughs> 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 a couple thousand years, it actually crash, it crashes. <laughs> and people say, but say that you can't really, you know, how can you do that with, you'll go thousands of years in the future mm-hmm. with the uh, things in astronomy. And I go, well, that's easy. Because astronomy, uh, stars in the universe is actually very predictable. Hmm. It's uncontrollable, but very predictable. Okay, they, everything goes around in circles. That, yeah. You know, ev- that's mainly the biggest key of astronomy. Yeah. It all goes around. So it's also round. Yeah. Yes, the planet is round. <laughs> <laughs> what? Actually, no, no, no. We are flattened to a certain degree because our because uh, the sun pulls on our yeah, equator. We're, we're, we're slightly elongated. We're yeah. Okay. We're, mo- most, we're more egg shaped than we are a yeah. perfect sphere. <laughs> that makes yeah. me feel so better. We are. So we, <laughs> we do. Our planet is flat, but the, yeah. then again, so is everything else in the world because everybody, everything turns. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's. That's why we can do know what's going to happen in the future with astronomy because well, just because it go around yeah. circles all the time. That's it. Math, math, <laughs> math thing, math, math and math science <laughs> yeah. all happening here wow. today. My two worst <laughs> subjects in school. Yeah, mine too. Hey, but yeah. the thing with astronomy is, uh, I like. I always like things saying this is that people love science fiction. Astronomy, astronomers, we turn science fiction into science. Mm-hmm. Okay. These are no longer like futuristic things. These things are actually real. They can actually go to these places. What they can be like when we get there is a different matter. But we turn NASA and all these places, uh, SpaceX, we turn basically science fiction into just science. Yeah. 
and bring reality to people and saying, yes, that is we brilliant. can, there's things with Star Trek and stuff like that. We can do this yeah. mm -hmm. if we get out there. And yeah, that's the key. We have to get out there. Yeah. 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 Well, we also want you not just to get out into space, <laughs> but come to Great but Falls. But to get to Great Falls. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I love this town. <laughs> I've here for like three years. This is an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous town. Mm -hmm. Well, thank I you. I love it. I mean, I didn't well, do glad anything about it, but <laughs> I'm glad you love it. They say that the city's a little smaller and boring. I'm going, are you kidding me? You go for these walks around the town. Go, yeah. go to that the walk that goes all around the city. I don't know how far it goes out. River's Edge Trail yeah, is 53 total miles. It goes, it goes, yeah, it goes all the way, all these places. Yeah. Yeah. You can go. Yeah. It's, it's Great Falls is gorgeous. <laughs> Absolutely. I fell in love with it. I actually have a thing on my Facebook that's an album, a picture of them that's called Great Falls Falling in Love. Yeah. Because I, I fell love in love. It. I found my yeah. wife, I found my wife here. She moved me out here. And I fell in love her. with, I've <laughs> fallen <laughs> in love with Great Falls more and more and more. And the more mm -hmm. I explore this place, the more cool it gets. Yeah. Perfect I love way. to hear that. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect way to end this. And yes. <laughs> we couldn't say it better no, ourselves. So thank you both for being yeah. here, um, sharing with us clearly a lot of things that we, <laughs> being me, knew nothing about. Oh, I. And, yeah. well, you knew quite some stuff. So I'm sure heard the of water the little bear. water bears. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's we'll about it. Can I, ask a question? Can I ask a question real fast? Yeah, sure. <laughs> You're allowed. <laughs> Would you guys have me as back? <laughs> well, yeah. 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 I want to come repeat, back. I want to come back here. Repeat guests on the podcast. Yeah. We this just is great fun. Learn new back. stuff. So glad you had fun. <laughs> yeah. We had a blast. We hope you had a blast listening. And until we see your bright, smiling, happy, healthy, beautiful face here in our fine, fine city. We hope you're creating amazing memories with your friends and family wherever you might be. See you soon. We're no damn experts is the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. <laughs>